Successfully Unstuck is a weekly podcast that's here to encourage you to unleash your desires and put them into action so you can live a life that is whole and exciting. The world needs your gifts and it's time for you to share them. So let's get moving. Welcome back to Shaping a Life You Love. This is episode 63, Empowerment Starts with a Plan. And I am very excited to have someone that I have become fast friends with, Taylor Carruther. And (laughs) you all can't see, but we're on video. So she's like putting her hand over her, her heart. We did become friends really quickly. But what's awesome is that we're always learning from each other and just willing to learn in the business space and especially the online business space. Sometimes it's hard to get to know people or you don't know what the relationship is going to be. And obviously we're doing business, so we can't make friends with everyone. So I'm super grateful for Taylor and that she lives very close to me. So Taylor, thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Of course. So as I said in the last episode, we had a budgeting class that I offered. It was free. I just wanted people to be able to get on track with their finances. It's something that changed my life. It's really important. And it starts with something simple as making a budget. So Taylor came to the workshop and had the opportunity to look at her own finances. And as we discussed, sometimes that can be scary. But Taylor, what did creating a budget allow you to do? For me, it definitely was scary. So I will definitely presence that like it wasn't I'm I things get handled, right? So it's like I I'm not looking at my bank account every single day. I pay the bills and I just have that. I had um, this like, oh, I just don't have it. Or I'm I'm like, this is just like almost this acceptance of this is just what it is. And there's nothing I can do about it. The only way to do something is to make more money. Um, but we all know that that's not the solution because if you're not managing what you have, it's not going to work. Um, So for me, it was not only facing the fear, but it was also having your support to objectively show me opportunities that I didn't see. Like I really had goals in a very short amount of time that were not possible, but we focused on what was possible and creating, you know, $50 here, $20 there. Like those are all the things that add up that create hundreds extra and then potentially thousands and even just looking at subscriptions like how many of us pay for you know apple music that we never use because most people are on spotify like just 
using that as an example. So right. you're paying $10 a month and that's $120 a year that could have been $120 towards a credit card and interest and all the, you know, and, and, and the list goes on. So right. it was really that I to see the opportunity, even if it wasn't the same amount that I thought it could or should be in that short amount of time. Right. And you mentioned $120 even in a year. Do you think that a lot of us overlook the small wins and yes. how they can impact our overall budget? I I would say yes. And I, I and speaking for myself, absolutely, because $120, especially for those of us that live in Southern California, you might be able to get gas for that. Like it's not a lot of money, but if it's back in your pocket and not in someone else's, or if that's the $120, or even if you did it month by month and you called your credit card company and said, put this towards, or your car company and said, put this towards the principal and it's not just going towards the interest, it, well, it could, that 120 could end up saving you hundreds, if not thousands, if you used it that way. Right. And $120, we know depending on the situation, that could seem like a lot of money, right? Like if somebody came just walking by and was like, here's 120 or if there was $120 in my birthday card, because I shake mine when I open them, that would be a big deal. So even though it seems small, it creates the momentum of winning, right? Because I remember talking with you and we were both excited. And I think that you passed through like, why am I doing this or why am I in this situation? But it's like, no, this is great. And honestly, Taylor, you had more ideas than I did once you looked at it because mm -hmm. I didn't know what all the things were. And you were like, oh, I can combine this. Oh, it's the same thing. So it's just like getting that start, right? Yeah. And I, I have like, I've, you know, I have a general, I would say I, I have, I would say I would rate myself intermediate of like my financial knowledge. Like I'm not completely oblivious. I've had, you know, excellent credit in the past and like, I've had the things I understand how stuff works for the most part, but I was sticking with an old routine that didn't serve me anymore. I had all my bills and the due dates on my phone calendar, which when I needed to get a budget period and have things written down, that was super helpful. But now as not only, you know, in the single mom shoes and business owner shoes, I need everything in one place. So I color coded it because I'm a Virgo and everything business expenses are one coded one way and personal expenses. It's really hard to get a sense of what's going on, your net worth. If you're like, I'm spending this on the business, but while the business is coming out of your personal income, you need to account for it. You need to, you know, like for me, it was, it was about putting it all in one place with the due dates, looking at the amounts, what goes where, where's that money coming from? And then like looking for those little wins. And then, yeah, like once you started pointing things out, I'm like, oh, what about this? What about that? So that 120 could turn into 200, could turn into 500 very quickly just by the simple action of looking at it. And you were on a roll. Something else that you said, because I want to get into how it affects your family, but I want to remind you, the listener, that this is not something that you need like a special certificate for. And what you mentioned, Taylor, is that You've been there before. It's just getting back on track. And sometimes it's hard 
just to commit to doing it. Sometimes I don't even want to log into my bank account and see what's going on. So coming together in a community where it's like, no one's judging anyone else. We just want to all make progress sometimes makes such a big difference, but creating this plan and starting to act on it. How did that affect you and your family? And they might not see the kids might not directly see it, but you know yourself Mm -hmm. how that's going to impact them. It, it definitely gave me another level of freedom. It let me know very, very clearly instead of me convincing myself to do one more, you know, program, one more course, one more thing. If I just get this one more thing, it's all going to click together. Um, it really put me in perspective with, you know, my business expenses and the jumping in and investing in myself and made me look at an opportunity to say, let me actually go back and leverage everything that I have bought and leverage everything that, oh, that coach that I pay that gives access to Voxer that I don't talk to outside of our calls. Let me go maximize what I have. And now that we've created these opportunities for additional money, like there's a clear plan now. So I feel more secure. I know where what's coming in, what's going out and where, and I can make better decisions based on having the correct information and not a guesstimate that I end up second guessing six weeks into it when it's like things get tight again. And you're like, wait a second, what have, oh, I went and got another program. Oh, I went and got another coach. Like, no, we're not doing that. Like that. And, and I can very clearly confidently make those decisions to not put myself in a further strain when I'm consciously trying to work myself out of the hustle mentality, out of the figure it out mentality. Like I make enough money. It shouldn't be this like back and forth, but it is. And it, it, I don't know about you. For me, it helped me communicate to my children. Like I have a plan. Maybe it's a little bit tight right now, or this is what I can do. We can do. I'm cooking at home a lot more and the Mm -hmm. boys are used to that now. And I love it. They're used to it and they're being, they're healthier because of it, because I'm not just rushing around and thinking that I can throw that $20 on fast food or whatever out the window because I did my budget too when I was helping you all. But I feel like my communication with my children is better because like I'm coming from this honest place and I know it's going to get better as well. And and I feel the same. Like, you know, we don't let our, we never let our kids feel or see the strains. Like that's one of the, the, unspoken superpowers of mothers in particular um, or people that function in the mothering role you it's it's that story of like you go hungry before your kids go hungry but instead you know we have children that are of an age that can appreciate and you know our some of our kids work and then being able to start you know correcting I don't even want to say correcting but having the conversations about saving, about not overspending, about thinking twice before you get Chipotle for the 20th time this week. That bowl is, yeah, it's a great bowl. I agree. It's so good. It is so good. But like, 
it's, you know, for me and my two daughters that are here, like I have five kids total. So eating out as a whole family before would easily be a hundred dollars. But just for me and my two daughters, Chipotle bowls are going to run us 50, 60 bucks. Now, if you do that twice a week, there's that whole 120 that we saved for a year and two meals. Now, $120 worth of groceries. Oh, I can buy a few different things of meat. Like they loved this chicken Alfredo that I made. And I'm like, it's of course the easiest, like one of the easiest things you can make. Like, I guess you could mess it up, but I don't, whatever. <laughs> but like they're eating leftovers. Like that was, you know, I still buy a family pack of chicken breast and break it down. And like, I don't want to go like super off on a tangent, but like the way that that 120 can be used is very different. Obviously it's going to go farther based on on what your goal is with but being able to communicate that so when my daughter does choose to get Starbucks when she does choose to get Chipotle I'm not telling them you can never eat out again you can't enjoy these little pleasures but it's more of a conscious decision and it's not just this arbitrary mommy swipe your card mommy swipe your card or I'm gonna swipe my card and then when I spend all my money up mommy's gonna put it back it's like no I want to you know it's Friday I want to treat myself to Starbucks today Okay, do that. Now look at it twice if you're treating yourself to Starbucks every single day or twice a day. So right. the perspective for them to be able to grow up with healthier financial patterns and, and you know, like being able to have that discussion openly and not from a place of lack and scarcity is really valuable. Well, I just want to say that I don't appreciate you using Starbucks as the example because that used to be my weakness. I have it under control now. Um, I probably have some stars that are going to expire because I haven't gone, but I, I felt that. And I looked at a receipt one time for the year. It was probably lower than other people's, but I had spent over $500 on Starbucks and that I don't spend like that. That's so not hard to believe. That's not yeah. hard to believe at all. It absolutely brought me back and it was just actually taking the time to look at it because like you said, when you're swiping and moving along, you're not thinking about what you're doing. And swiping is not the same as spending cash, right? You don't, no, you don't feel the same as watching your cash leave. But I also, because we've had some more conversations about budgeting, has it changed the way that you spend your time yet? Like it, it may not, like I've had experiences where it was like, I worked overtime, like a second, no, I worked a second job somewhere that wasn't really making me that much money. And then I'm like, I can switch that and I can stay an extra hour when I was teaching and make the same amount of money. I don't know. Have you changed how you spend your time at all? Not because of this in particular, um, because I've I've done that. This is actually like the first, these last couple of years are the first time that I haven't had three jobs. Um, I usually have two, one full-time and a part-time and a per diem job. Like that's kind of like my status quo. And that was even before moving to California. Like I'm, I'm just a hustler. Like I want what I want. I'm going to get it. And, oh, I need $500 for this. I'm just going to go pick up a shift. I'm a nurse. Like, so I have that mentality. I actually stopped myself from getting a second job. Um, I was thinking about it having the conversation, but now that I'm a business owner and I'm doing the work that I help my clients with also on myself, I had to say, does it make sense to go get this few hundred dollars and exchange eight hours of my time for X amount of dollars when the whole premise of what I'm trying to cultivate in and within myself is 
abundance is flow, is ease. Ease is not working 12, 16 hour days, five, six days a week. Right. That's more time out of the house, away from my kids. That's more everything. So I actually stopped myself and it challenged me to work with what I actually have, which is a really decent paying salary job. So my checks are predictable. Like that's good and bad, but that means they're predictable. So you know what you're getting every two weeks. So until the business kicks off and is doing what it's going to do, you need to make do and stop looking for these outward financial solutions that are continuing to perseverate the bad habits. Right. And you actually have more than one business. You are multi-passionate like I am, but what is your area of focus? What would you like to grow? What makes you feel like you're helping people the most? For me, helping the people, helping the people, helping, yeah, helping the people. I'm like, you're going to give a speech, Um, huh? Helping the people. (laughs) Um, Making a difference, making people, and I need to, again, I like, I, these are, this is, this is like real life, like, I don't want to call it struggle. This is real life on the fly learning because this is me stopping myself mid word, mid sentence that I have that conscious awareness to shift my language before it even fully exits my mouth. I help people heal generational ancestral stuff. And I'm saying stuff because whatever's there, but calling their power back, empowering themselves, being able to make conscious decisions. Um, So that comes with a lot of healing and that comes with coaching. And my whole premise is I want the coaching to stick. We can stick the most phenomenal coaching on top of an unhealed, not actively healing person. And every time they're going to keep going back, needing another coach for something else. I'm not saying that I'm the one-stop shop, you know, for, for coaching, but it is a continuum where you will have tools when you're done working with me to self-regulate yourself. And if you choose to continue down a particular path deeper, you're calling the shots. You're no longer just this passenger in your life anymore. So I, my role is helping guide you back to the driver's seat. Right. Uh, lastly, I just want to say, so the title of this episode is Empowerment Starts With a Plan. And you use very powerful language. You were talking about your daughters choosing how they spend their money. And then right now, even with your clients, like you're trying to give the power back to them. And I just wanted to tell you, I really admire that and I appreciate you. And as you were sharing, I also had my mind on the fact that when we did talk about your budget and you looked at where you were spending, it's like once you we're ready to shift some things, you actually have more money than you realize. Like it feels tight, but you get to make these changes. And that's what I really want to help people do as well. It's like, let's work within what we have before we go get that second job because family is important and you don't need to be away from them. It's all, it all connects. So I'm excited for you and I am grateful for your time and I will have your information in the show notes so that any listeners can join your Facebook group. They can book with you and just get to know you a little bit better. So of course, I'm hoping that you will join us again later in the year when we get into some other topics, because I'm sure that we'll be in contact and helping each other grow. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. 
All right. You all have the greatest day. And if you did not go back and listen to episode 62, make sure you catch that so you can hear about the budgeting workshop and get information in case you want to go through that yourself with the recording. This is Micah, producer of Shaping a Life You Love with Callie, thanking you for listening and growing with us. It's not only a podcast, but a community of high achievers who want to use their creativity to solve problems and live a more fulfilling life. Level up yours and start making an impact on others. And don't forget, join the Shaping a Life You Love Facebook community and start sharing your wins. We're rooting for you. 